you are listening to OWC Radio number 60 with special guest Chris Forsman from Ars Technica. All right, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of OWC Radio. This is episode number 60, and around the table are our usual suspects, but we have a special guest today, a first for the OWC Radio show. It's Chris Forsman from Ars Technica. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. We're pleased to have you here, and uh, we've admired your work for ours for quite some time. And uh, I know uh, later on in the show we're going to talk about some of the products that you've used from us. But uh, right away, first uh, and foremost, we should probably get to passing of Steve Jobs. And I'm just going to let everyone go around the table and give their thoughts, feelings, etc. on this uh, most disappointing event. Well, I mean, it's not like it was a surprise, but... It, when it happens, it does shock you. Uh, initially going to this podcast, I was going to rant about how bad the uh, Apple event was on stage. Like life was sucked out of the room for some reason. Now we know why. They knew that he was dying for about a week before. So those guys being able to go on the stage and do at least what they did, that's amazing to me. And then having Steve Jobs depart, that's really a sad coming in the whole world of technology. Of course, his impact is huge. So I mean, he's just not a computer mogul. He's just a like like it said on his uh, death certificate, I believe it said, technological entrepreneur. It's still, you knew it was coming, but you're still shocked it occurred. That is at least my take on it. Well, in a very rare occurrence, I'm actually going to agree with Michael here for a little bit. Uh, I, too, was going to kind of rail on uh, the iPhone 4S launch as being kind of muted and putting this into perspective with, you know, Steve Jobs passing and the fact that he was so sick the week before, for example, uh, that would actually make more sense. I'll admit to have been feeling a little down the next day and which is weird because i never met the guy never you know other than you know we follow what's going on with apple and i wound up you know going over you know some of the past stuff i actually listened to the uh commencement speech he gave uh the don't settle speech yeah the stanford speech Mm -hmm. and it was you know listen to that and wow there's a lot of interesting stuff in there overall i'm looking at it and okay you know, people are going, oh, no, what's going to happen with Apple? Well, I think Apple's going to be fine. They might not be as flashy as they used to, you know, as they were in the past. Yeah, just imagine if Steve Jobs could have presented Siri to the group. Exactly. Mm, yeah, that would have been awesome. Right. So th- it's not going to be as flashy, but I think they'll be fine for at least a good five years, five, six years, whatever they had in the pipeline before Steve was gone. Well, he's had five years to know he's exactly. towards the end, so he's been able to rebuild that company to go, okay, now how do I build my soul and effort into the company? And mm-hmm. I think it is, and and I don't remember who uh, wrote the article, but it was um, the, the the sentiment was Steve Jobs was a jerk, but a jerk in a good way, and I really identified with that article, I, and not to say oh, I'm putting myself on the same pedestal as Steve by no means, but... I saw a lot of myself in that article in that it's good to be demanding. It's almost like, you know, uh, Gecko saying greed is good. Demanding perfection is good. Well, to him, this was religion. And well, it was, I guess it was, it was him. Right. It, it, I don't know if I'd say religion. It was what he was all about. It was, that's how it was his identity. His that's yeah. how he viewed the Apple movement was its religion. Get on board or get away. Yeah. And, and so I think that those that worked with him that and i don't want to say survive but perhaps worked and and had longevity in the company that's going to be their style and they almost might even circle the wagons so to speak with that mentality and it may even become stronger because there'll be multiple people then driving that principle of don't settle we don't put out lame products mm-hmm. We are about excellence. We don't need focus groups. We know what people want because we're going to create excellence and innovation that people have never seen before. As long as you have the person who knows what they want being Steve Jobs. True. He did come out with the cube. Okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Steve Jobs wasn't perfect. He was great. He yeah, was yeah. good. But, I mean, we, we, put, we tend to put people up on pestles afterward. If you didn't know he was a jerk beforehand, you didn't read about Steve Jobs. Everyone knew he was tenacious. Yeah. There, was, there was two people you wanted to work for, Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. You might not like Microsoft, but you'd rather work for Bill Gates. Because hmm. you wouldn't be fired in an elevator ride when you were done with that elevator ride. But if you're an A person, you can ask probably Johnny Ive if you ever had the opportunity to ever ask him. I'm sure he liked working with Steve Jobs. But, you know, Nietzsche said the unexamined life isn't worth living. And mm-hmm. to me, I would rather have that elevator ride, the opportunity, 
mm-hmm. to either make a great point with him or be fired because you'll never know then. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you get to your point, you know, to your, your retirement someday, if that even exists anymore, but if you get to that point and you never really truly pushed it, you never really experienced that, that highest pinnacle of effort, success, whatever, what was it all about then? Yeah, but people like Steve Jobs, egocentric. They're not always right. You could have been right and fired and then found out you were right a month later. He's still not going to hire you back. So, I mean, he's not perfection, but he was great. Yeah. I, I, I know for me, it was, I mean, I got the press release from Apple like right away. And I think I was working late that night and I took a break to eat and I came back and there's this email in my inbox like, by the way, Steve Jobs died. And it was just like, it didn't really like compute, you know, like I just didn't, I was like, hmm, well, that's unexpected. And, mm. but that's what happened. And, but I remember I went to bed early that night. I got up the next day and I just felt like crap. And, and like, it was really hard to explain. Like, I couldn't really explain why I felt bad. I just felt bad. And again, it's like, I didn't know the guy. Uh, I didn't, I never even got a chance to meet him, even though I've been covering Apple for the last four years or so now. I mean, I've never even gotten, gotten to meet him, but I just felt like this really odd uneasiness just for the whole day. And I was reading some of the obituaries and, it was just like it was hard to concentrate. It was very, very strange. But Steve has always sort of been somewhat of a hero for me. And I, myself, being in, into engineering, you know, Steve Wozniak was like I identify more with him. But I definitely have always respected Steve Jobs and and kind of always looked up to him in a way. It's just this this company that he built, you know, it kind of got out of his hands for a while. But still, you, you, what Apple is today, 100% of it has to do with Steve. So I mean. From just from that perspective, it's like I have a lot of respect for him, admiration, and I was surprised. Like I said, I was just surprised that like I really felt bad about it, and I didn't expect to. Stay up to date between podcasts on all the latest news by visiting the OWC blog at blog.maxsales.com. Well, in the It's About Damn Time department, uh, Adobe gives up on Flash for iPhone and iPad. Flash doesn't play on the iPhone. Adobe introduced its Flash Media Server, which converts to... Choke. Yeah, converts Flash to something iDevices can theoretically play. It's expensive to implement. It's kludgy at best. It's basically trying to extend a dying uh, platform anyway. Really, what what good is Flash anyhow? Well, you got to remember, historically, Flash was good for something severely big back in the early kernel millennium. At the time, you had segmented properties with QuickTime Reel and Windows Media Player. Windows Media Player would have the majority, usually because it's on the Windows boxes, but it was so segmented because people were keeping their PCs for three years. Flash, you could actually build video for back in 02, and I was, way before YouTube, putting it online and all that for online education from my previous company, and um, you can guarantee 98% penetration on that market. You couldn't do that with any of them. One thing occurred in between that and 05, and that was the iPod revolution. iTunes was a gateway drug to QuickTime being installed. It installed QuickTime on all the computers so anybody who had iTunes. Even that said, now you're probably only going to have like 80% penetration on QuickTime, maybe 70% penetration on QuickTime. Real, yeah, Real's gone. They, they think they still exist. And Windows Media Player actually is decent, but you're not going to get any Mac communities with Windows Media Player. So. Right, but now we're you know in modern times. Such as it is. Post iTunes. Post iTunes, post post HTML5. Well, you also have the mobile. If or it wasn't for post- mobile, Flash would still be viable. But now you have all those um, hundreds uh, of millions of phones see, out there. I, I, I see Flash, I see about four things. I see crappy website interfaces, you know, those big, giant, clunky things that take about an hour and a half to load. It's usually the photo websites. You know, um, nice. or restaurants. Yeah, restaurants. Oh, it drives me nuts. Oh, yeah, restaurants. Yeah. You get a designer go and run amok and say, you should use Flash on your entire website, and that's the designer should be fine. Right. It's basically lazy web design. It's not lazy. It's just they want to do something really creative and fun, and they can't do it flashy. with normal tools. <laughs> yeah, flashy, exactly, yeah. so to speak. We need something flashy. And for the most part, they try. They overflash it, yes. There was a thing. What's your other uh, uh, Banner ads. That's uh, a ways for banners. Yep. So I can see a caterpillar come back and forth and kill my processor speed. Exactly. Mediocre games. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what people are using them for. And then movie playback, which... You don't need movie playback anymore. But right. you, video, there's, anymore. it's still viable on video as long as you don't care about the mobile community at all. On video, if you build three revisions back in Flash or even four, 
you'll get 100% market penetration. You'll, you'll have very few people who can't view your video. Yes, but it'll suck. It won't suck. It plays just fine. I've loaded them before. MP4s load just fine and look great. It sucks up Did YouTube suck for three years completely? When they were well, just on the Flash format? Actually, <laughs> but, you know, okay, yeah, it, it's never been for iDevices, but yet, and, and if we're saying, you know, it's about damn time, um, and who cares, but the last couple introductions of the iPhone, the iPad, whatever, one of the first complaints I always heard from users was it still can't play Flash. So I've never heard that complaint from users. I've heard that from reviewers and well, critics okay. and people who are buying Android devices. Okay, well, maybe not people buying Android devices, but yes, I'll agree with you with users and, re- and, and reviewers, especially reviewers. But right. if it didn't matter, then why are they upset about it? It's a tech spec. you gotta, you got to separate the geek wars from the normal reality of things. Because anybody who's run a Flash thing on Android knows that your battery life kind of goes... <laughs> and it gets hit really big. It can cut battery life in half. Well, and, and I've, from my experience, and this is admittedly like, you know, I, I haven't really seen many of the newer phones that have just come out in the last five months or so, but the older phones, even when you can get flash on it, it runs like crap. Mm-hmm. The stutter. I mean, you know, it, uh, I feel personally like Adobe made a lot of promises that they just didn't deliver on when it comes to getting flash on mobile. And seeing that, you can see why Steve was so adamant about we're not putting this crap on our phone. Never mind like, the malware that can be inserted into whatever. You know, he he's told Adobe, he's like, if you can get it on the iPhone and it runs awesome and it doesn't suck the battery, then great, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But they couldn't. For I mean, some reason they couldn't, which is really weird. Because when uh, Flash was owned by Macromedia, it was fairly light. And then Macromedia did bloat it up for some reason. And then they thought, oh, cool, Adobe's going to take over Macromedia and they're going to make Flash correct. Instead, they bloated it up even more. I mean, there's no reason why a caterpillar on the side of your screen while you're reading an article in a flash ad is taking up all your processing power. What the heck's going on? Someone's not coding something correctly. Back in the day, it didn't do that. It was light. Heck, it came out in 94, 95 as Future Splash before it was bought by Macromedia. Heck, I played with that. That was really light. The whole thing with Flash was it was really light. And so when you ran stuff, it had this awesome stuff. Interfaces you couldn't get anywhere near at the time 95 96 and so you can do some really cool stuff and then when they tacked on video in 0102 there was some major niceness there because you had backward compatibility and you had a lot of people who could now stream your video you didn't need a server at all and you can just do the http streaming and they could view it and there'd be no issues oh you can't view this here's the plugin and that's all you had to do was link to the plugin they could view the video that was your troubleshooting not well you gotta install windows media player oh i'm done Oh, I gotta install this. Or we gotta get the latest version of Windows Media Player QuickTime. So it had its place. They just fouled it up. They tried to make it a programming environment and add it like director on top of the darn thing and just made it really bulky. And for some reason, they made the player non efficient. When everybody else is going lighter and more efficient, they're getting heavier. So now they're dying. They're not dead. They're just dying. So you probably see Flash ads with an alternate ad put up there in case you can't view Flash, you know, Flash alternate or whatever. But I think it's gonna take a long time for them to die. Three words, click to flash. Mm-hmm. So you don't view it. I just didn't even install flash when I got this MacBook Air. When I did the review um, back in October, last October, it didn't have flash installed by default. So I was like doing all these tests, and I was like, wait a minute, there's no, there's not even flash on here. Oh man, I got to install it. And so I did ran re ran all the tests, and suddenly my battery life was thirty three percent difference in battery life. When you're talking about a small computer and you're trying to use it all day, that's that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. It was like three and a half hours versus like five and a half hours. I was just basically just leaving Safari running and having Flash installed. That was the only difference. Yeah, because an ad's loaded or something. Yeah, there's all like ads and all kinds of other little interface elements and things popping up that were just, just sucking CPU even though it wasn't actually doing anything. Right. They've added, I think it was a year ago, Adobe added their own kind of version of HTTP live streaming. Mm. I can't remember what they called it, something slightly different. Mm. And the only real difference between what Apple had specified to the ITEF and what Adobe was doing is they used an XML file for the list of segments, whereas Apple's using a plain text playlist file. So it was it was actually really easy for Adobe to add the support in the Flash Media Server because they basically are all the technical bits were already there, and it just makes sense. I mean, for they can keep the Flash Media Server going. By saying, well, you can have one server product and it delivers Flash, DRM protected media, blah, blah, blah. And then to iOS devices, it'll deliver, uh, it'll, it'll even stream, um, HTTP live streaming to desktops that don't have Flash installed. Yeah, what kind of hits Adobe hard is they're kind of coming late to the party when they were early to the party. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they waited too mm-hmm. long. They missed. Everyone's like, well, if you're not going to support it correctly on mobile, we're going to find something else that works. Because all Jobs was saying, he wasn't saying, we're not going to do it and we don't care. He's like, we're not going to do it. Here's what you can do and it works just fine. And so people are like, well, we're not going to turn down 100 million iPhone, iPod Touch users. I think it's like 150 if you can buy them together or something like that. And then he had the iPad people like, yeah, we're just going to ignore that market altogether. No, we're going to figure out something that works. And so they've either already done it or whatever. I mean, Microsoft came out with Silverlight back in 06, 07. And that's gone. So the, the video market remains to be seen, but it looks like Apple's winning that war just because their mobile devices have been so successful. Mm-hmm. Have you heard what they said on Twitter? Holy An SSD has given me a bigger performance boost than any other upgrade I've ever done. Max sales makes the best SSDs ever. Well, um, one of the uh, reasons we had Chris on the show, besides being a cool guy and uh, we like his work and everything, is, is that he's also a, I don't, know, I don't know if I should say ardent, but satisfied user of OWC and newer tech products. And recently he got a chance to check out the newer tech uh, USB universal drive adapter. So tell us uh, and our listeners what you thought of the device. It's amazingly handy. The The reason I was looking at it is that my girlfriend has an old PC that had all of her iTunes stored on a secondary drive. And literally one of those PCs, like her brother is kind of an engineering nerd and he like put it together. And then when they wanted to do something else, he put some more parts in it and then put some more parts in it. So it was a total Frankenstein machine. I think like the graphics card or something, or maybe even something on the motherboard like went out and it was just blue screen. Couldn't get anything to work. And instead of like trying to take it all apart and figure it out, I, I just handed her my MacBook and like made an account for her. I was like, here you go. Just, you know, get your work done. Don't worry about it. And so she really likes using the laptop now because she can be anywhere in the house with it and get her work done. And so she just barely didn't, wasn't a priority to fix the PC, but all of her iTunes were on it, like 40 gigabytes of iTunes. And it was stuck on this really really old ide drive that was just i mean it was crusted with dirt and dust and and it makes this crazy noise and i was afraid i wasn't even gonna be able to get them off like i was like this drive's gonna fail while i try to do this but that universal drive adapter it's it's just so handy i mean it's like the perfect swiss army knife nerd tool for working with drives wow you know? now did you come up with that or did did our like marketing indoctrinate you to that because that's no, how we no. actually describe it so no that's no funny. that's just exactly i mean when i was just i, I mean i'm in there in the basement with like PC parts, and I, I, you know, I'm, I've got a big terabyte drive. I'm backing up, throwing all the data on, so then I could figure out what to do with it once I've saved a copy of it, trying to get everything to work. And it, I mean, it was just it was so handy. It was so handy. Cool. And I, I, you know, I could especially anyone who who does any kind of like serious IT work where you're having to pull out drives and save people's data and stuff like that. It's just so worth. It. I think it's only what thirty dollars. Yeah, I think it's twenty nine bucks. I mean, a hundred percent worth every penny. Cool. Even if I never use it again, it was worth it just to get those iTunes for her and just look, honey, you can use iTunes again and see the smile on her face. It was just worth twenty nine dollars. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think four years ago at MacWorld, we actually had to error ship in more of them when we were selling on the oh, floor. Oh yeah, that because, was insane. I mean, people just went gaga over it. And, and you're right. It's uh, we say it should be in every text toolbox. I mean, it has a carrying bag, and mm-hmm. it's just one of those things that, man, if 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 you need fast access to a drive, this is yeah. plug and play. I, I did like too. Also, got the the Voyager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dock. Yeah, I, I tried the Voyager dock too. And you know, obviously, for my case, I was having to deal with a, a much wider variety of older drives. So, but if I, if I knew I only had to deal with SATA drives, I'd definitely prefer right. to have that dock because you can just snap it in. And yeah, it's it's a good point to to point out in that the uh, USB universal drive adapter it works with any kind of drive, mm-hmm. IDE, ATA, you know, or PATA, as some call it, or, or SATA, whatever. Um, even uh, uh, a tappies, the optical drives, it'll mm-hmm. read. Whereas the Voyager line of docks only works with SATA drives. Looking for the best deals on all your computer accessory needs? Join our mailing list and receive special offers created just for OWC subscribers at www.maxsales.com forward slash deals. So I'm eyeballing your uh, MacBook Air over there, and it looks like you have another product from us. And uh, you've, you've said that people just stop you all the time and ask you about that. So uh, This is true. I've got the, the latest version for the 11-inch MacBook Air, but yeah. it's the, the new guard. 
That's our new keyboard. guard keyboard protector. Right. Yeah, and and I, I was telling you before, my girlfriend has two giant dogs that shed everywhere, and also because I I just work uh, from home, all like always wor- working, like even though even when I'm like stopping to eat lunch or something, like I'm like reading and eating a sandwich and like checking RSS feeds and stuff. So I tend to get my keys get a little greasy and whatnot. So it, it's been perfect product for me and anyone where you just can't keep your keyboard in perfect condition it's really handy for that but i also like because it comes in different colors and so you know you can go to like have color wear you know custom paint your mac and it's like four bajillion dollars but this the red keys everybody just sees those it's like how did you how did you get a red keyboard that's so awesome i was like twelve dollars other world computing guys it's Oh, I'm gonna get one of those. I'm gonna. Oh, that's so awesome! So that's you're basically great. saying we should create an affiliate program for you then. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I have some right on my backpack right here. Yeah, I actually got my Wipe your cart. <laughs> my girlfriend, as I keep referring to, she uh, is a big fan of pink and the especially the shade of pink that you guys used for the pink one. It's like that's like her favorite yeah. shade of pink. So I got that when I gave her the MacBook. I got that for her, and she goes to all these like. You know, she's, she's a craft blogger, and so she goes to, like, these conferences, and she was a blogger, handmade, um, last month in, in Minnesota, and everyone, the same thing, everyone kept coming up to her, how did you get that pink keyboard? That's so, cra- apparently crafters love pink. Huh. So they were all just, like, losing their mind, like, oh my god, that's so awesome, that looks great, how, how did you do that? And she's like, oh, it's something my boyfriend got. So I ended up, she, I, I sent her a link to the, to the website, and she tweeted about it, and I, I guess a bunch of people are going to... Now, see, the marketer in me is thinking, you know, we really need to put our branding (laughs) on that thing so that people are like, oh, it's got like an N arrow on it, so that, what you know, I'll look that up or something. Just replace the N key with the N arrow. Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't think so. Maybe you could do it on... The space bar. Well, that's what I'm thinking, the space bar. We need to do something there so that people are like, you know... Don't ruin it. Yeah, that would ruin it. (laughs) The price price is killer. I mean, it's so affordable. It does exactly what it promises to do. I mean, it's just one of those... (laughs) Honestly, like, you know, drive adapter it just does exactly what it says it's going to do and it works i love that about it everyone is just like wow did you get that red keyboard yeah that happened at ces last year we had a couple of uh, macbooks and macbook airs out on the front counter and people would walk by and then they kind of did the the head with the and they'd start to walk back and i'd sit there and i'd reel them in like i was fishing i go oh yeah and it was like how did you do that so yeah it's the same it's the same thing so, well, if any of you listeners are interested in that, you can go to newertech.com, and it's the NewGuard keyboard cover, as well as the USB universal drive adapter. Check out those and other really cool accessories. Um, we've just touched on them. I could, I could inundate Chris with all the cool stuff we have, because we, we really do uh, come up with some neat solutions to everyday problems that some people just, I don't know, we're, we're, we're unique in that way that we come up with those things. Love getting great deals? Always on the lookout for that hidden gem? Check out OWC's monthly garage sale at www.maxsales.com forward slash shop forward slash bargains. Speaking about Unique, we did come out with some, uh, again, um, Common uh, solutions or unique solutions to common everyday problems. We just this last week for newer tech introduced the USB extender, extender cables with a on-off sync switch. And so I'm gonna. That's a long product name mouthful. So I'm gonna explain what this does. Basically, you can. It comes in one meter and two meter lengths, so you can extend a USB cable up to eight feet. Um, with one of these device, uh, with one of these cables, and um, what it allows you to do is it has an on-off sync or power char- or charge switch. So, like if you've ever uh, tried to sync a device um, using someone's computer and a USB cable to dock connector, it'll start to ask if you want to sync this device. Well, our USB extender cable actually has a switch to where you can shut that off. So all you have to do is just plug it in, and all it will do is charge it then. So you don't run the risk of basically deleting, yeah, wiping. You know, and and I mean, I, there's a couple times where I've done that. I mean, like in your office one day, I'm like, yeah, but wait a second, it's it, it's going to wipe out my iTunes library, and yes, but but <laughs> another button. Yes, yes, but you have to remember that when when things happen with tech, some people are like, 
wait, I'm freaking out. So. Well, with this coming real convenient in my office, I have I just have my power cable plugged into my power strip, and then my USB cable coming off of that. So, because I don't want every time I come wake up from sleep or come into work and plug it in, you want to sync? Do you want to sync? Do you want to sync? No, just charge it. This my home account's not here. I'm at work. Siri, I'm at work. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> No, so that would come in real convenient for me in that case, or if you're traveling and want to hook up to a friend's computer for power or whatever, yeah. so that way you're not sync wiping. Yeah, that, that is a unique solution. Yeah, right. so well, and if uh, if you're interested, we can send you one. You can uh, try it out. And we'll have you on another show, and you can tell us what you think of it. Have you heard what they said on Twitter? My flux capacitor hard disk icon makes me irrationally happy. Thanks, Max Sales. <laughs> To uh, complement those USB extender cables are obviously varying lengths of USB to dock connector cables that are fully Apple certified. They come in three inch, which is really cool if you're just doing something with like a, a you know, do you just want to charge and just like in your lap or something where you don't have a, you know, just a or if you're traveling ungodly amount of cable length laying in your or lap or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, uh, I think it's three, 12, 36, and 72 inch lengths. So the, the nice thing about the 72 inch length is, is basically you can be in your favorite chair, couch, whatever, and access, uh, uh, your computer from across the room. Um, if you happen Wait, to. 72 inch? Yeah. It's six foot. Yeah. How small are your rooms? <laughs> oh, oh, hey. Oh. <laughs> Heck, when I just recline, I'm giving like two and a half feet. Well, there, you're a freak of nature, man. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you're not vertically challenged. You're, yeah, you're vertically whatever. enhanced. So you're not a small boy either. So whatever. Well, in any event, we have, we have a variety of cables now in varying lengths to suit all your needs. Have a question about something discussed or looking for the links referenced in this episode? Visit the OWC blog at blog.maxsales.com for the links or to leave a public comment. Well, the exciting recent product announcement from Apple is there, at least exciting to me anyway, I don't know, we're going to go around the table and find out about what everyone else thinks, is the iPhone 4S and iOS 5. It's the iPhone 4S is available on AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint. Yay, Sprint. Um, Sprint also now is carrying the iPhone 4. And the new features, Siri with its voice recognition tasks. It's got a faster processor. It's the A5 chip, so it's similar to the iPad 2. It's a better camera. It's 1080p video. So let's talk about the iPhone 4S. And I guess I'll start off with, boy, I got a chance to actually use one the other day, and I thought it was really great and i really had a lot of hell of a lot of fun with siri i think that's you could you could spend it's like social media if you started playing with siri i think you're going to spend hours and hours <laughs> just goofing with it so so you're laughing chris what have you uh, have you got a chance to play with it or uh, no i haven't it's really it's really frustrating but i was checking on my at&t availability and it you know to do an upgrade because i got an iphone 4 like right when it was launched you gotta wait six months or so, yeah, well, it was at first it said I could upgrade in November, and I was like, oh, well, that won't be too long. I'll be able to get one pretty soon. And, and then I was thinking, well, you know, maybe for review purposes, maybe it's worth spending that extra. It was like four hundred fifty dollars to upgrade right away, and I was like, mm, man. But I knew that I knew that Jackie was going to be doing the bulk of the review for ours anyway. I, I mostly focus on the camera hardware, but I was just like, mm, I just can't, I just can't waste four hundred extra dollars. You know, like, it just isn't worth it right now so i looked it up just like the day before the pre-orders went up and then it had changed from november to like february hmm. so i i don't know i'm considering maybe next month getting a contract free one and just not worry about it and then that way when the iphone 5 comes out next year then i can re-up that for a- that's something that interesting that i wasn't aware of and i mean i can't stay up on everything but you said a contract free one so you can get the 4s now contract free it well I've heard some people have already been able to get them directly from an Apple store, and I think it depends on the area you live in. But Apple announced officially you can buy a contract-free phone in the U.S. starting November 25th. Ah. So, yeah, yeah I do remember reading Sprint something about Sprint was big that. on selling them. You, you can buy them contract-free contract if you want, but, I mean, Sprint's looking for any advantage they can get. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're struggling, so. Okay. Yeah, well, but that benefits me, so. <laughs> I just, it can. I, I hadn't heard that, and I think that's 
That's a, that's a contract free phones cost you twice as much, if not three times. As much. Yeah, right. So it's like six hundred fifty dollars for someone for as the... frugal as you are. <laughs> that's not even going to be an option. Okay. I mean, for you, it might be the biggest news is the iPhone three GS is now free with any plan. But thank you. Wow, that's just. I think that's big news too, in of itself, that they're giving away an iPhone for free now. Yeah, but now that I've played with Siri, I know. So yeah, talking about that, um, our friends over at Mac Rumors, Arnold Kim, he has a really entertaining video out there. Um, he has two series talking to one another, which is funny. And it, it really was funny, but I, I've uh, actually used the, uh, I guess you'd call it an interface, for lack of better words. It is. But um, yeah, it was uh, really, um, it was entertaining, and and really endeared me to. The device, more so than any device I've picked up probably in the last three, four years. Right. I've seen people actually got, you know, you, you see the, the news anchors, oh, my God, Siri actually talked to me, and they're, they're just gushing over Siri. Yeah. But one thing on Siri I'm going to call is shenanigans on Apple. Ah, do Be- tell. Because um, they can make that thing available for 3GS on up. I want to know why it can't be on 3GS and up. I think it's because the 4S, while it's a complete redesign of everything in there, that's I'm like, this is an iPhone 5 except for the shell. They got all new camera, all new hardware, maybe the same battery, so they didn't want to, and the same screen, but so iPhone 5 is going to be a different form factor. But Siri was previously on 3GS and up. It's on 3G on up in the previous thing. So the thing speaking to me costs, says, oh, I need the power of the 4S to make it work. No, because an iMac 333 would talk to you as well. You could use a text-to-speech, and that, and that would talk to you. It wouldn't be as clear, but it would still be fairly clear. So why can't it be on the other things? Go this ahead. is something I've heard about. That one, of the, one of the guys that was involved in starting the Siri company that mm-hmm. Apple then bought right, before, right after their app came out of the right. App store. which was free up until they removed it. So this, this guy was involved in research that went into Siri. It was actually part of a DARPA research project. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for a very long time, yeah, for like five to seven years, something like that, into this this natural language processing and interface, and so that project was over. And this company, SRI International, then got the people who had worked on this project and like started a company. And now this guy hasn't worked on it. Like after it got by, bought by Apple, he stayed on at SRI, like working on research and entrepreneur companies and venture capital and all that stuff. So he wasn't really involved after Apple bought it, but he said that at the time before Apple bought it, like to get it to run on a 3GS, they had to do a lot of like optimizations and workarounds and mm-hmm. and cut corners and stuff like that. And I, th- my personal interpretation is that Apple wants it to work really well. Right. And even now, even now on the i4s, they're saying it's a beta. Like they're not even right. saying it's a fully finished feature. Right. You're still in beta. Wow. So it should be able to work on four. So what, what I what I think what I think they're doing, and and at least maybe in the for the time being, they're saying that it needs a minimum of an iPhone 4s to work as good as we expect it to get, to work. Right. And I'll, even and even then, yeah. you know, like there's still, I mean, it's not 100 percent perfect. There's still a lot of gaps. And, and well, when you go back and see what it's doing, though, mm-hmm. it's taking your voice, sending it to the server, so it needs to be connected to the internet to work, and then that server or that thing is doing all the algorithmic processing that's giving you your answers back. So it's pretty much picking up your voice, sending it, bringing back a response from the internet, and then it's speaking to you. First part is recognizing your speech, right? And converting it to text. That part's done on a server. Right. All the all right. the processing of the text to interpret the results is actually all done on the phone. Mm. And that's that's interesting because that's not what it looks like at all. Yeah, it's the speech to text part um, actually handled by Nuance. I don't know if you if you mm. read that or not, but it's the same engine that does like the Dragon right. Dictate or whatever. Right. Well, even those, they needed a. Um, they worked on like a 700 megahertz processor before. So, what's going on with the phone that's running at 800? Why can't it do it? Don't know. Not sure. Now, Not it sure. is beta. I mean, how pissed would you be if you bought a 4S <laughs> to get Siri to take it out of beta and say, "Oh, by the way, it works on four and above." Because it, that's it's really, if you think about everything, now everybody's going to get in line heavily for a 4S unless there's something really new with it. Yeah, you got a grand brand new camera. You got iOS five, which you can get on 3GS on up. But without Siri, there's no big push like what's different about this phone yeah i mean the only thing i can really nail down is hard, is microphone location because they put another microphone on the darn thing in the front to pick you up better yeah i, I mean i know for me the the camera is the killer feature right as being a shutter bug i mean i i use my iphone camera all, I, I have a thousand pictures on here mm-hmm. and see now that was actually the one thing i was gonna go why see i'm one of those traditionalists that go okay if i'm gonna take photos i'm gonna use a real camera i'm gonna go to my car Get my DSLR and take photos with that. Yeah, if I'm gonna take them. If I'm gonna do movies, I'll go grab a movie camera. See, my turning point was for the four was when it had an HD camcorder on. 
So that, that made me say, okay, I'm getting the four. I couldn't see it as my primary either sure. camera or video camera. It's a good video camera. Aside from hanging around another $300 device, it's already built in. That's that's exactly the point. And besides, convenient. it's about convenience. You just pull it out and you're you're shooting. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have I have two, actually two SLRs, mm-hmm. and so I pull those out for mm-hmm. serious work, quote unquote. But you know, I used to have a little Canon power shot mm-hmm. that I used all. The, I mean, I used it all the time. Mm-hmm. Took hundreds, thousands of pictures. And I can and see it's that completely replaced that for me. Really. Yeah, but I mean, when I'm out and about, hanging out with friends, or, you know, Mm -hmm. I went to New York uh, a couple weeks ago, I was on the Martha Stewart show, but, you know, we're just walking around Times Square, or, uh, you know, taking pictures in the subway or anything, and just pop out that iPhone. Even though I had SLR around my neck, I I took maybe two or three dozen pictures total, and and then maybe took like a hundred with my iPhone, so. And neither one got stolen while in New York. No, never got pickpocketed or anything. Huh. I never even felt scared. I, people always, I mean, I, I'm used to people being, oh my God, you live in Chicago. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You're, you're in the city. What? So it seemed totally normal to me to walk around. Have you heard what they said on Twitter? OWC drives are lethally powerful and have a fantastic warranty. Look no further. <laughs> Yeah, going back to Siri. Sorry. Yeah, everything's like completely amazing with it, though. I mean, how your that your impression, obviously, Grant, is that you loved it. Yeah, I'd you'd play with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does anybody else view it as a gimmick or anything like that? I kind of see it as a gimmick. Yeah. I mean, I I can see it being useful if you're blind. <laughs> wow, that's an extreme case, Chris. Any other lighter ones? <laughs> I, 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 I so you watch the Apple commercial? They actually show the blind yeah, uh, woman with uh, with that's, the that's eye dog. Time I could I could see everybody saying, "Hey, wow. this is really cool," and using it for about a week, week and a half, and then just going back to using it like a normal damn phone. Well, with like iOS five, you got reminders, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's but there, yeah. There's, there's the issue. It's reminders, like a normal damn phone. They're not looking at it as a quote unquote phone. It's a multiple purpose use device. That's why they did the camera. That's why they added the. Pro- that's why they added Siri. This is. That's why I'm looking at it now, saying, mm. "Wow." This really does a lot for me because, as you know, I really dislike texting, and I, I, I'm, I'm a QWERTY. I mean, I pound the keyboard, man. I fly, and so when I got to use a text an index QWERTY finger and here. a thumb, it's just not full it. size. So if I can speak into something and it knows, yeah. it's like, hey, where's the local best burrito place in Woodstock? I don't want to have to type that into any kind of search thing. Mm-hmm. If I can do it like that and I get re- right. responses back, boom, my life it's is fast. simple. And that's just down the street, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, one thing I would say is reminders, <laughs> the new app reminders. Using that's fine. But when you use that via Surrey, you don't want to use reminders anymore. It's like, just remind me to do this when I get home. See, I Set up. See, I, versus uh, yeah. reminders I'm excited about. Do, happy birthday when I get home, location home. And then you gotta go through the screens done and all that. What I want to know is, seconds. can we change her voice though to where I have like Vicky on my iMac that tells me what time it is? You know, you want Zarvox. It's. I think it is. Vic- Victoria I want high quality. quality. It is Victoria? Is it? Because yeah. Victoria I high quality. Love my Vicky on my iMac. I, I I was watching a bunch of videos, of people testing the Siri, and I was like, that sounds exactly like Victoria yeah. high quality. Uh huh. It's definitely from that voice panel, but I don't, mm-hmm. maybe they'll have it add more. I don't know. If you change the language, it has different voices, though. I don't know if you've, oh. if you've seen any of that. Like, like the, the British voice is a guy. Oh, well, it lost me there. Okay, um, keep going. Ask for chips, you'll get something else. <laughs> I think the the German might be a guy, too. The Australian one's a woman, and the French one is a woman, too. See, they should I have to switch my language that. to Australian. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, when you change it, though, it understands context differently. Yeah, you know, because like slang and and the way the words that they use for some things that are like real common to so, us are a little bit different. So what so. I'm figuring is, if you ask for the best bangers and mashed, <laughs> that's going to be really interesting, <laughs> depending upon who you're asking. Right. <laughs> what are you saying? That's all you get. about all the latest products by joining our thousands of fans on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash OWC Max Sales. The great thing is 
a lot of these new features that come with iPhone 4S are, are part of iOS 5. And so, you know, iPhone 4 users and iPhone 3GS users and iPad 2 and iPad 1, they, all these people can get a lot of this stuff, like reminders. I agree, though, that Siri makes using reminders much more efficient because having to manually type it in is most frustrating. But I, I have ADHD and terrible time management, so I'm always like setting alarms and little pop-up things on my calendar. You know, like every time I set an event on my calendar, I always have it remind me an, an hour before and a day before just so like I can keep it in my mind. Like, okay, I'm going to be doing this tomorrow. Okay, now I've got to do it an hour. Like, so reminders is, is a big improvement, I think. Notification Center, also a huge improvement. Yeah, I'm really digging Notification Center. Just the fact that I'm not just getting all these pop-ups over whatever I'm looking at or a series of them when I go back to my iPad or my iPod and you know open it up. Oh, hey, look, five different uh, pop-ups. I need that. It sits in Notification Center, and I can look at it when I want to, and it's out of my way. I kind of like, actually kind of like that option. I like how it's like really customizable too. Like you can really go in mm-hmm. there and does it show in the tray? Does it show in, you know, do you get the little banner? Do you get an right. actual pop-up? Or does it not shoot notifications at all? It was really kind of cool. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see some of the uh, features that are on, I've got an iPod Touch uh, third generation and uh, iPad 2. Like for example, on the iPod, I can get the weather in there, but it's not available on the iPad, which was weird. But well, weather's not available on the iPad. Because Steve Jobs didn't like how any of his programmers designed it to make it look on the iPad's gigantic screen, so he said, fine, get it out of here. Okay. He killed the app. Well, he killed the app, but he could still have the No one remembers that story? No. Oh, come on. That's a good story. Yeah. That explains a lot. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Careful there, man. No, that's in a too good soon, way. In a, no, in a good way. <laughs> Don't you get it? You're not follow, follow the podcast, here, folks. I was really looking for the iMassage app, but then it became iMessage. <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect. And then I got like free text messages, and I thought that was really cool. So, but no massage. Yeah, but I got my free text messages. Whoever you're so. texting Although you has can ask Siri iPad. about that, and I'm sure she'll make a great recommendation. Yeah. Actually, there's uh-huh. an interesting, uh, there was an interesting article I saw the other day. <laughs> you know, they were just typing all sorts of, or speaking all sorts of interesting things to Siri and see what kind of answers she'd get. Oh, yeah, knock, knock and... Yeah, well, she, uh, I think the answer to that was, I don't do knock, knock, knock jokes. Knock. She has some interaction with you before then, but yeah. Or if I want to bury a body. Yeah. What are you looking for? A reservoir? Or... Large ditch. Yeah, some humor there. Been listening for a while and like what you hear? Let us know by taking a moment to rate or leave a comment on the OWC radio channel on iTunes. New stand, I was kind of, there's a new app. And it's kind of separating out from iBooks and magazines. That's kind of like a big meh. Now I didn't I, get it. I didn't. Well, now I have two things that are related to publications: right. iBooks well, plus newsstand. So and what really bugs me is you can't put newsstand into iBooks or just into a folder at all. Right, because it's, it's like technically iBooks. a folder. Yeah, with it's basically imagery. Basically, what it is is a, it's a special folder that's run by a background daemon that, like, magazine and newspaper apps. I, I found this. I don't think I have them here, but on my iPad. As we spoke briefly, uh, my girlfriend is really into Martha Stewart, so she had me load up the. Martha has all these apps for her magazine. So, Craig, Chris, you can admit it too, but. Uh, sure. She's a looker. But, you know, she has, I mean, she has apps for everything that she does, like craft and everything. And after I loaded iOS 5 on the iPad, those apps suddenly just automatically appeared in Newsstand. So, there's APIs for developers that are making these magazine or, or newspaper apps that tell it. You know, this should be in the newsstand. So, so that what that background daemon does is look for those apps and automatically put them there. But then at the same time, in the background, it'll pull down new issues when they're released automatically from the servers. And then on your little icon, it'll make the little new cover show up. So you can just visually look, like briefly just look and see like, oh, there's new stuff in here and just click it. And I think from, from that person, I think it's, it's, it's pretty neat if you do, if you read a lot of that stuff. Right. If you do a lot of the magazines. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't, just hide it on the last page of apps. Or well, like I, I tested out I all the magazines doing, at but... first, you know, trying out all the little magazines when they first came out, like on the iPad, not on the iPhone. And like my popular science one went over in a newsstand automatically for me. Like, well, that's nice. But then I haven't downloaded, I haven't updated because I'm not paying for any of them because I'm not downloading 500 meg for one app every month. I think that's a little nuts. I got to figure out some different way to make that work. But print people being what they are, they're like heavy stuff. 
I was like, no, it's got to be CD sized. Okay, you know, sixteen gig iPad. But anyway, so my 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 popular science app is in perpetuity, in perpetuity having a download fo- uh, download uh, bar, just constantly because you can tell it's like the first app, but it doesn't know what to do because I never updated it. And so it's like I don't know. I'm trying to update this, but I don't know what to do because you didn't pay for anything. And so I'm just going to be stuck here with my bar full. And so the bar's still full on my iPad. It's it's weird. And I had that separate out. I was like, eh. I mean, one of the big things on iOS 5, though, was you know how long it takes to update. Not how long it took the night of, because, yeah, their servers are being pounded. So it took forever to download sometimes. And you just hit refresh until you get a good connection, and you finally get it. So, yeah, I'm one of those canceling a connection and reconnecting and getting a yeah, good and one. And because you had to do it through iTunes, it starts over. Right, and it starts over again. That was fun. The iPad one downloaded in like five minutes. iPhone took a good 15 minutes after hitting refresh a few times. But then it took forever and a day to update something because they pull down everything, give you a backup, install it, and then put it back up. And it's just like, wow, three hours later, my iPad's done. See, I didn't have that problem. I had the problem, too, where the validation server was overloaded. you had a big issue. So it goes through the whole process of of backing up your device. And like I said, I have like a thousand pictures on there. So it takes forever to back up every time. And I'm just dumb and don't download them all. But it would do the whole backup thing, and that would take like... Five ten minutes to do the backup, and then it would say, "Okay, ready to restore." And then it would, you know, resets the phone into restore mode, and then it starts to extract the firmware. And then it's like validating, validating error. Oh, you know what? I did get that error, and then, but if you just continue, it just, or at least for me, I just continued because I keep nothing really valuable on either my iPad or iPhone that I don't have like five right. copies elsewhere. Okay, let's go and let's see what happens. And everything just updated just dandy. Yeah. So, well, I, the the problem is it was that that validation step was never completing correctly. Mm-hmm. It it wasn't even the it was mm-hmm. the like it it goes to it was a validation or activation, the phone activation. No, it checks the firmware to make sure it's right. Oh, okay. You know, okay. it's like the, the the thing that jailbreakers mm-hmm. make Start it skip. O- yeah, they yeah they make it skip over that to get a jailbreak to work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that part, and the the validation server was just getting hit by, you know, once everybody finally downloaded it, they were all trying to. Right. Put it on their multiple devices. And so it, it, it took me a couple hours of keep checking and checking and finally it went through. But what frustrated me is that it will always do a backup even though I had like... You just backed it up. I just... And, and before I even installed it, I did a sync and backed up right. just to be sure anyway. Yeah. So it would be great if I it could be like... I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. It would be great if it was just like, oh, there's a backup from two minutes ago. I don't need to back up again mm-hmm. before trying to restore. Yeah, I had done that too as well. I was like, oh. I, th- I think it's doing something different. It's like a OS five backup or something mm-hmm. because it, it's really pulling everything off to make it just the bare bones. I think that's how they're getting to the incremental update. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. yeah, then there's the whole process. Like after it installs, then you have to do it pulls all your apps back in, and then it pulls all your music back in. And, yeah, and that's and, what took the longest. And what's for me, weird yeah. is they let you use the phone. They let you actually slide down lock and start using it. Part of the whole PC free thing. Mm-hmm. But it's still syncing, so your stuff's not showing up correctly. Like your bar at the bottom in iTunes is like, you have this much music, no, you have this much video, no, you have this much, and that's changing. But you can use it. But if you try to go to music, it's just like I don't have anything, but I got your list. <laughs> so it's like it's like you use the iPhone in kind of this. It's not fully correct zone. And then it's like, and we're complete. Restart, and then it works fine. But yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping like praying this is the last time we have to go through that process. Like yeah, you're saying the incremental updates. Like mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that to just. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, that, Wi-Fi. Just sitting there with Wi-Fi and just pff, update it. Do it. Yeah, get it sixteen done. meg update, not this eight hundred meg download every time. And then for each phone, mm-hmm. yeah, because my wife has a three GS, so oh, she gets something different. different firmware, so yeah. and that's the key another eight hundred meg. And, and the key point, yeah, it's a six hundred some odd meg download mm-hmm. that starts over. Right. Yeah. If you have to restart, mm-hmm. that's the one that killed me. Yeah, I had yeah I had to download it. I downloaded it four times, and I had one error out on me. I did the refresh, and the iPad went fine, mm-hmm. or the iPhone went fine. And then you had all the uh, the Lion updates that day too. Yeah. For iOS five uh, compatibility. The iCloud and everything. So there was the, the whole iCloud. Although PC free, I can't say they're going to be totally PC free with their setup. Don't you have to have a PC to set up a wireless device or set up a router? Not no. necessarily. They have airport utility now. In the in uh, yeah, iOS they, five. As a matter of, yeah. Um, it has so, you can do a, a built into the iOS. You have a really simple like. You plug the router in and just do the basic set it up thing. Mm-hmm. But you can also get, they have a new airport utility app you can get from the app store where you can go in and like cool. change all the yeah. setup and passwords. And as the, long as you have an Apple router, you're good to go. Yeah. You buy an Apple router though. Yeah, you're kind of bored. <laughs> go get but. your PC. 
<laughs> you bought a non-Apple router. <laughs> Apple's way of sucking you in. Get up to the minute information on all the happenings and goings on at OWC by following our Twitter feeds at MacSales or at OWC Radio. Speaking of suck, um, <laughs> then there's that thing that they decided to start out the whole uh, iOS 5 thing with is cards, the greeting cards app. Oh, now, yes. you don't like that. I think that has got to be the stupidest damn thing I've seen. <laughs> well, you're not a very grateful person, so I could see that. But, I mean, I think uh, cards is awesome. Wait, wait, wait. We have a new word here on Greetful. the Greetful. Greetful. The Hormon, it, it, to me, it rings right up <laughs> there with the, the, the Christmas cards that people send, of, which is basically just a photo of their kids. Right. So if you hate, oh, I guess I won't be sending one to Christmas this <laughs> year. If you hate Christmas cards, you're guaranteed to hate cards. Well, I like. It's okay. I to like hate. Christmas cards. I just don't like Christmas cards of people's kids. Like, okay, I, so send all your Christmas cards with kids to Chris at OWC <laughs> Podcast at MaxSales.com and put attention, Chris, on it. Dogs, family members, kids, aunt, uncles, whatever. Well, yeah. Well, second place is you know cats dressed up in costumes. It's just (laughs) cards is awesome actually. Uh, Where it failed to work was with an iPhoto because iPhoto you'd print them out and they say, oh, this is going to take four weeks to get to you. You're like, okay, and then I get to mail it. So I have to pay expenses. I have to pay a high price to get it, and then I have to mail it. This thing's convenient. You don't have to go to the store. You can just pick a card. Granted, they don't have a lot of cards to pick. And they also expect everybody to be able to write. So they should have some pre-made ones. Like, just wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no, not everybody can write. <laughs> you know, but I've already used it once text out of message. convenience. You know, my friend got promoted, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to send him an iCard. Or I'm still calling it iCards because i showing my age there. But I used cards, tried it out, but I also sent one $2.99. I'm going to spend 250 or 3 bucks at the store anyway, and i got to go there, and then i got to mail it. Hey, they're doing the work for me. I think, I think it's convenient. I think Time it's is cool. money. They just need more in it. They need more like how they have with iCards, like, hey, here's 50 selections, here's pre-made, write your own, whatever you want to do. You've been listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of Otherworld Computing. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at maxsales.com, and we'd be happy to share your comments and contributions on an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you.